Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Texas Podcast Massacre. I'm indeed your host, Tank Rodriguez, alongside our horror experts, extraordinaires. We have Dirty, uh, Dirty Derek, Jimothy James Dean. How are you doing today, fellas? Doing great, man. What's up, sub? Awesome. Sub, sub, sub. I got some really good music. I know y'all can't hear it. But I think you're gonna yeah. dig it. I was trying to bop along to it. Uh, I was moving my head just in anticipation of it's how good it is. Super slow. <laughs> oh, I was like, it's like it's just slow, and I'm like, I'm like, it's like how thick. I was really trying along. to chat you to say like, hey, the music. I don't hear this music. So. Yeah. So think okay. of like '90s, '90s horror, like campy horror music outro. Oh. That's what we're listening to right now. Very kid piano. Okay. But y'all oh, hear it. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I yeah, can, I can feel it. it. Yeah, that kind of like that, Jimothy. That kind of like that. Uh, I'm turn this down so I can, <laughs> I can turn y'all low because they got really scared. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, I'm in the studio by myself and I'm, I'm scared now. <laughs> now, now, now you play the kid piano music. Yeah, I'm like, you know, oh, shit. For you. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, no, you know, um, great episode last time. And we say this all the time about all, most of our, our, our horror episodes, like, well, we need to revisit it, you know, and we never, we have yet to do that. But today, today we are doing that. Today we are actually revisiting last week's episode to cover up a few things we have missed. I actually have something too. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go, I'll go first. That way y'all can just talk it off. Um, I, after that, after that episode, I actually watched... Um, I know what you did last summer, and like the, like the first one, yeah, the very first one. <laughs> okay, and you know, decent. Okay, like it's an, it's mindless. You know, it's background movie, and Jennifer Love Hewitt's in it. Jennifer Love Hewitt's cleavage is in it. You know, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it's it's cool. It's I. You know what I mean. Like I I can I can mess yeah. with it. Um. But I will say there's one part where I don't like uh, about the movie, and where I just really, really. Oh, and we're we're, we're if in case I, I missed it, we're revisiting the movies that we didn't like, horror movies that we didn't like. Um, yeah. I wanted to mention that real quick. Um, so, um, you know, I, I get like movies are going to have plot holes, and not all. And there's going to be some sort of quote unquote movie magic in there. But I do want to say this. I can I can believe that he killed Ryan Phillippe, right? Clean up the body before the sheriffs were able to see the body or any kind of blood, any kind of evidence of him killing Ryan Phillippe, right? I can get behind the, the same sheriff driving Buffy in the middle of a whacked out alley and then getting killed by the guy, the, the, the sheriff being killed. I'll even get behind the Billy Madison teacher getting killed in the store and then the killer chasing Buffy. Yeah, Veronica Vaughn. Going all the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Me and her used to have a thing. No, you didn't. <laughs> Me and her used to dress up as fishermen. <laughs> Got it on. No, you didn't. <laughs> but it'd be pretty cool, though, wouldn't it? It would be pretty cool, though, if we did. <laughs> and then, chases Buffy all the way around the store where Billy Madison, you know, he goes all the way around outside the store where he killed Billy mm-hmm. Madison's teacher, right? Goes around the parade and knows exactly, and he's a psychic, right? He goes into the same alley where Buffy's at, 
kills her, right? I'm still behind you. I can still watch this movie. Knew that Jennifer Love Hewitt was going to the dock to go, you know, find Freddie Prince Jr. Doesn't, okay, he's killed everybody, but decides not to kill Freddie Prince Jr., you know, because he doesn't, he did that the whole freaking movie. It's okay. the fisherman's boat. You, you can't kill another fisherman. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Okay. I can still get behind it, right? I'll forgive all of that. But if you expect me to believe that he had time to take a picture of Buffy from the parade while she's on the float, time to go drop it off, come back and pick up, pick up the prince, put, the, put it on his boat. You got me fucked up, man. <laughs> you got secret me. Secret hobby. You got me he's, fucked he's secret up. Secret hobby. He does life, life touch photography at the school. He, he has all the stuff for it. He did all of that and had time to develop film. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck well, you. Well, I'll say the, the one thing that actually gets me about that movie that 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 drives me bananas is uh is the fact that uh Sarah Michelle Gellar, aka Buffy. Get so close to the crowd, and I and I know it's a horror movie. Like I know there's these cliches, but get so close to the crowd that you can see the people from the crowd, like fireworks parade, and you stop, and you okay, stop. and you stop in the alley. You stop. Why don't you keep running for us? Run for the crowd. <laughs> like what is wrong with you? But if keep all going, the, and if all the alleys, how did he know she was in that one? Because maybe it's just like she is a good indicator of dumb people. He's he put a low jack on her. I hate and, it. Uh, well, that should be a whole nother episode, actually. Well, this leads into we should do the dumbest decisions or the like yes. least oh, plot. Like, yeah, yes. I will say, uh, if if you think that's bad though, uh, try watching the uh, the third. I know what you did last summer movie, which uh, completely goes off the fucking rails. And and the killer is once again. I'm gonna spoil it for you because frankly, if you if you want to watch it. And you're mad that I spoiled it for you? Like, please just just do not like and subscribe. You're hopeless. Um, the killer is a zombified Ben Willis. Oh my god! The fisherman from the first one, like supernaturally brought back from. No, no, I don't know how the fuck he got back from Jamaica in the third one with the fat Jack Black <laughs> Rastafarian. Um, but he did. He made it back, and, and he was resurrected. And uh, yeah, I. So now it's all supernatural and shit, and I, I do not get it. So apparently they are uh, much like everything else. We'll talk about it. Is is getting uh, a, a reboot? Um, Spyglass, who who seems to be uh, really uh, doing good things in the reboot phase, um, is is rebooting that. And, and Urban Legends as well. Urban Legends is getting a, a reboot, uh, but a more digitized like Urban Legend, uh, kind of like a. Creepy pasta. I was gonna say, like a creepy. Oh god, of course it is. So if we see a fucking slender man. I'm turning it off. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but I think, I think your biggest problem is that you were paying too much attention to uh, the movie. I only pay attention to two things. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt wanted to. <laughs> that, and I was to say, and those two things are Jennifer Love Hewitt. So. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that is a good. That is a good one, though. I, I, I can see how that would be, that would be annoying. I, I just watch her for, for background noise and and, a, and some visual aesthetics. I, I was um, watching it with a friend. Cinematography and I just <laughs> the cinematography. Yes, the cinematography. Yeah. It's a good art of film. But uh, 
Moving on, I know uh, Jim. I know you. You and Jimothy wanted to ha- had a movie that we needed to cover. I'll let yeah, Jimothy I, bring it up because he was the one that that pointed it out, and I realized how dumb are we for not mentioning this because it is probably by far like one of it's definitely was a shame that we didn't bring it up because it's probably one of the ones I truly do vehemently hate. Like well, you, the brought hate it, is, you brought it up on the show before how much you yeah, hate exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. The fact that like I didn't come to mind when thinking about it, but that movie, ladies and gentlemen, is Rob Zombie's Three from Hell. Um, <laughs> what a it's one it's the most irredeemable movie ever. It's the most obvious cash in. It has no artistic merit. It's soulless. It shits on everything that the other first off. Objectively, you get have it's the sequel to Zombie's best movie. One of the reasons that, it, that uh, the previous film Devil's Rejects is so, works so well is that the ending is so solid. It's so well done. I, I remember walking out of theater being like, "Wow, that was actually really well done." Everything about it, cinema photography, just the writing of it, having them go out like that, and you know, blaze of sort of, uh, you know, Red blaze of glory. <laughs> exactly. But uh, and then Three from Hell comes along, and just shits all over it. Everything's bad about it. The heartbreaking, useless, uh, too short, uh, and like I said, it just and also just uh, uh, exploitative, you know, um, uh, cameo or appearance from Sid Haig, which was like he was obviously too sick, he shouldn't have been even filming it. Um, yeah, apparently they about go through a whole bunch of like waivers, and there's a whole ton of stuff to even get him to film that piece, and that was just a you know, I love Sid Haig. I thought he was a great part of, of Devil's Rejects. I, I liked him in House of Thousand Corpses. Um, you know, and yeah, I totally, I totally agree. That was just a colossal shit show. Haig is is arguably the best actor in those whole films. Um, I mean, I love. I mean, though, I yeah, they, again, they do get worse. Uh, uh, I think this is why I find the third the third one. Right? Yeah, third one. yeah, the third one so offensive is because again, like even their performances are are sort of like mailed in, like they're very yeah. phoned in. Excuse me, like very, you know, uh, it's bad. It's so and, bad. and you know like, the, the worst part is like they they spend a lot of time in that movie really trying to like humanize exactly. Like, uh, you know, um, Bill oh, Mosley's character. Baby and and Richard Brake, which was like the worst part of that movie, is I was so disappointed. Because yes. I like him, I like him as an I like him as an actor. I loved him in Thirty One. I thought he was great. Like I, I like I like him in some of the other films that he's done as well. But um, you know, and he's I know he's not he's not a yeah he's not an actor that really like. I mean, he, he's not really scrutinizing on his parts. Like I, I, when we talk about what we watched this week, I have a funny Richard Brake uh, thing that I saw this week. Um, but yeah, I this is whole. There's this whole scene where they're at the motel and like. Richard Brake and uh, and uh, Bill Mosley's character like joking around like where are they gonna go and you know they're, they're playing to it was like two kids at a sleepover and I'm like that's I don't want to see that like these guys are supposed to be fucking monsters not not like you know spinning tales of like retirement you know what I mean and I just yeah there was that whole part and then it just completely like puts them against people like they're from the cartel like these luchador fucking wrestlers and like this western. Mexican town scene and just none of it, none of it made sense. And then it just ends. You still, you know, yeah. what the fuck and happened? It, like, 
it's bad. It's bad and everything. I actually like the luchador part of it. In fact, I, I watched it. I was like, you know, if that had been a different movie, if this wasn't a sort of continuation um, of that franchise of the House of a Thousand Corpses sort of franchise, I might have liked it more if they had, if he had done that same sort of story about. I don't even know. Like I said, it's so tied into the, the mythology. Like, but it was like loosely connected to Danny Trejo's yeah. character that was killed yeah. in Devil's Rejects. It was, a pretty, it was just such a, like a thin line, like a, a thin web to like connection to the past that like, there's, there's so many other things they could have done with that. Um, and, and it just, it, it's such, yeah. it's you, it's, it, I mean, again, I literally there's, it's worthless on so many levels, but I think its biggest crime is that it is a sequel to Rob Zombie's best movie that literally shits over everything that was great about the the about Devil's Rejects, like the yeah. ending, the like I said again, humanizing these characters. They become yeah. almost also kind of boring and like I don't know, it was real real dumb on so many different yeah. levels. Yeah, when I like even when I heard the title, I thought like I thought for sure there's no way that they're gonna bring those three back to life like naturally. Yeah. Like, and I was like, all right, well, cool. Like, you know, there's this whole Dr. Satan element that wasn't explored in the first one. Like maybe he brings it back. Maybe they're on a like undead rampage. Like I, I would have taken any of that any day of the week. Like at least it would have been original, but yeah, totally, totally. They just all magically somehow survived being riddled. Yeah. With bullets. 90, 90, 99 bullet wounds. Didn't hit a single vital organ. Not a three. Three of the yeah. unhealthiest looking movie characters yeah. of all time. Yeah. Ninety nine <laughs> wounds and death ain't one. You know, apparently, exactly. uh, worst worst cops that shoot ever. Yeah, like, they're they're like stormtroopers. Storm yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that was one we we talked about about that. Yeah, terrible. Um, which is a disappointment because it is a third in, in the series, and obviously you can't really come back from that. So did, did I ask? Well, at this point, did, that's the thing is you also ended. You can't bring back. Uh, uh, Captain, you know, Spalding, you can't like, so it's just, you're ending on the shittiest note. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's tra other yeah. trash. Ramzabi, you know, only his most ass kissy blind fans can support that movie. And yeah. it's, I, it's I cringe and, and not, and not to be like a, an internet troll, but I, that's the one thing that I cringe when I see people put it online and like horror forums, like, Hey, just watch uh, three mail. Great movie. What do you guys think? And I, and I so just want to put in there like you you must be blind and enjoy the taste of shit because like that's <laughs> pretty much like but I, I don't because like whatever it's your opinion but I uh, try to keep it positive but still it's like I I just I'm gonna ignore your posts because I don't want to shit. I, I don't want to your brain. I'll be honest. I actually I used to be very involved in several different social media like you know, horror groups and I really had to bat like I can't. There's too much of just terrible like yeah. just very like cringy eye rolly and then also like you also have the dudes that go the other way the everything sucks except for these three you know italian horror movie it's like it's one way or the other but it's <laughs> a lot of it's very like oh look at my nightmare before christmas collection and my <laughs> fucking you know uh, yeah i just can't no thanks no thanks yeah. nope nope totally agree <laughs> You want to check out my oh, Edward Scissorhands tattoo? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's right. Love check horror. Beal juice. Check, check, check out my Sweeney. <laughs> check out my Sweeney Todd. Exactly. My, my, my Sweeney see, Todd costume from last Halloween. I love Beal juice, and I, you know, but y'all want to see? Come on, want to see my genetic opera tattoo on my ass? Hey, hey <laughs> I'm addicted to the knife, bro. <laughs> <laughs> my God. Well. 
This has been Harvey disguise. <laughs> this has been a continuation of movies, horror movies we hate. <laughs> okay. I feel like this is a good segue into the movies we watched this week because uh, I watched a few movies that I legitimately hate now. So uh, <laughs> nice, perfect. perfect so segue here, and segue. here's some segue music. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, I will go if you don't mind. I'll go first because I have a very short, I have a very short list um, this week because I was spending a lot of time watching, finishing watching the Twilight Zone season one and two. Nice. Um, so I'm back through. I hadn't seen season two yet. So uh, such a great show. Yeah. Super super impressed uh, by that show. Um, the little kid present I mentioned before, like he just annoys me, but um, but it was fun. Uh, I really liked the season. I did catch up on a, a little bit of. Uh, Good old summer party massacre because it was just on and I just needed something for for background noise. Um, but I watched a lot of really great horror movie trailers this week and uh, and so stuff I'm really excited about. So I was like, you know, movies are opening back up again. I try to get pumped for Halloween. Um, there's there's one I saw. Um, it's called Uncle Peckerhead. <laughs> um, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it's actually it's a uh, the premise is a punk band is going on the road. Uh, they need to get a van, so they they kind of look for a van rental. There's this guy, his last name, they call him Peck, but he's, his last name is Peckerhead. And uh, he joins on to be their roadie, but at night, he actually turns, like, at midnight, whether or not he turns into a ghoul at night. Um, so, like, they kind of catch him, like, like eating a bartender. Um, so it's like a, a dark comedy. It's like they accept him, he's on the road, but they're, like, also worried that he's going to turn on them because he, he can't control himself at night. So it's like... It's like a lot of funny scenes. It's gotten great reviews. It's it's uh, video on demand. I haven't been able to find it anywhere to watch, um, but uh, that's been that's been a it looks like a good one. Uh, there's another one called Broil that comes out. It's a, it's a kind of a vampire legacy movie. It looks like a very uh, very interesting concept of like a secret like vampire cult, and uh, so it was very very interesting as well. The Richard Brake one I thought was super funny was uh, and obviously I'm a huge fan of Tremors, even the bad ones, and they have a they have one uh, that's coming out that's uh, called Shrieker Island, and it's like the seventh in the series. It's about these people that put the tremors on a, on a game preserve. They hunt them for like people who want to hunt for a sport. They have all the different breeds of tremors, like the Shriekers and the Ass Blasters and the Graboids. And um, not only is they did re- <laughs> they replaced uh, Jamie Kennedy with uh, with uh, John Heater, <laughs> which I thought was super <laughs> funny. Napoleon Dynamite fighting tremors. Uh, which I can get behind because I, I like him better than Jamie Kennedy uh, any day of the week. Um, but also Richard Brake has the uh, nefarious game hunter on there, there who looks super sketchy. And I was like, Richard Brake, you just know no bounds. You, yeah, you don't care where you go. You're probably thinking this is a step up from three from hell. So you're probably like, I'm going to do this instead. And uh, it's, it's step in. So um, one movie I did watch on Shutter though, James, I don't know if you got a chance to watch it, was uh, Random Act of Violence. Um, did you watch it this week? We can talk about it. We yes. can talk about that. Um, <laughs> so guess I, what? It's one. Yeah, it was one of the movies <laughs> that we can talk about. Um, I, I will say my 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 quick opinion on this. I was really excited about it. Um, however, watching it, it almost reminded me of an episode of Criminal Minds more than a movie. Um, so I felt like it should have could have been a TV show uh, for that matter. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> 
I, I thought it was it was pretty much unoriginal. Work, um, now knew where the story was going from the get go, um, and it was either going to go one of two ways. It was either the guy, the main character, was going to be like split personality. It was going to be him the whole time, um, or um, somebody in his little group. Or um, the other thing was, I was like, well, we're going to go like April Fool's Day in this uh, situation, which I would have appreciated if they were kind of posing the whole thing as like a uh, way to get him inspired to write his last comic. But it didn't do any of that. It just went the, the cheapo shit route <laughs> and actually like gave you exactly what you think it was going to give you. Um, yeah, I was I was very disappointed um, for what I thought was supposed to be like seemed like a very good movie. Um, Jay Bruchel, uh he's a funny guy. Um, <laughs> appara- apparently, he's doing uh, his next one is a dark version of like Robin Hood. I don't know how you do that, um, but yeah. Anyways, that was that was the one I just watched recently, and I was I was sadly disappointed by something that I actually thought was a pretty cool premise. So, but oh, I'll hand it over to you because obviously you watched it. So yeah, um, one. I'm not going to start with that one. Um, okay, I'm going to start. Uh, well, for, okay, first off, so speaking of trailers, uh, as the local kaiju uh, fanatic, uh, I'm very excited about Abyssal Spider. The Enormous, like giant, giant sea spider. spider, sea spider movie, uh, which again, actually I'm... looks looks really good. Actually, like, yeah. um, you know, Asia does certain things really well, and one of the things they do well is obviously giant monster movies. Um, but they also do um, st- sometimes they do really well with like drawn out suspense and like character based horror movies, and I think this is going to be a good combination of the two. Um, but I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm also excited about Tremors uh, 7, because it also features Jackie Cruz, who is um, one of my... She is a lovely lady. She was... Uh, uh-huh. She was uh, she played my favorite character on uh, Orange is the New Black. Uh, she was the local uh, Mexican girl that was into, like, Morrissey, and, like... <laughs> like, she was kind of like of a... Of course you'd be into that. Yeah, so, but anyways, but she's also, I mean, she's she's great. Um, so I'm excited about that. So I watched a few things, uh, and it just was like, I just kept watching things I didn't like. And like, in successive order, they kept getting worse and worse. So the first one I'll talk about is this, it's actually a documentary called Survival of the Film. And... Like, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. Um, you know, the whole thing is, like, about being a film fanatic and, you know, cult films, which is a, a topic that had plenty of coverage. Um, you know, I, I like that sometimes they mention films that you don't see in other films. But, again, it, it starts to it, it started to devolve into the piracy is killing movies kind of thing. And just a lot of the ground that, like, I you hear a lot in documentaries. Um, uh, so it ended up feeling very generic and very, like, kind of, you know, melded together with the thousand other similar documentaries about the subject. Um, and a lot of it was like, you know, a lot of the people involved in the films that you're talking about have passed on or so old, like, so, but they, they managed to get some good people in there and some good, you know, some people with some conflicting opinions, which I thought was good. So it didn't feel like it was just, um, overly moralizing like one point of view you know um even though i don't believe in in film piracy i will if i stream a movie and i enjoy it i will always buy it um because i think that's how you know uh for me it's like you know uh i want i do want to support the people and like but at the same time i don't if i end up buying a movie and i hate the movie then i just i hate myself but um that's happened a few times but um but so it was all right um so next to that i watched this movie called mortal remains 
which gets uh, two big enthusiastic <laughs> thumbs down. Uh, first off, I thought it was a when I. I saw that thing on prime and then from the description i was like oh it sounds like a documentary but i'm not to toot my own horn but i'm very knowledgeable about like the people who've made movies what movies are out there especially like cult sort of or like basically so it's a mockumentary they call it a shockumentary but it's actually by the two dude these two dudes that went to school with the guys that made Blair Witch. They were trying to make a movie at the same time they were trying to make Blair Witch but then Blair Witch came out and blew up. So then they're like how do we suck the fame of these kids we went to high school with and they made the like first like Blair Witch documentary. But anyways, they made this movie and it's a sort of like Blair Witch. It's about this in like this crazy filmmaker who went crazy and made these really crazy movies and this like, you know, conspiracy of like why like he disappeared and like why these movies never seen. It's first off, it's so cliche and so corny in every single facet. Number two, Blair Witch, for having non-actors, felt very believable. The, they hired people that could, even though they weren't trained actors, or it didn't feel like cinema acting, they felt like real people. These felt like dipshit non-actors who couldn't act. And it was just bad from start to finish. And it, I was so mad because I like was watching it for like five minutes. And me, I'm like, this is not a true story. So I Googled it. And I was like, yeah, it's some bullshit. But what they did, though, which I did find was interesting, is you can find an IMDb page for the fake director in his movies. So when I first saw that, I was like, oh, he's a real dude. I'm like, how would I never hear about this? And I think my skepticism there was like, I would have heard about this guy. So I kept searching, and then I ended up finding an article. But, but so I give, them, I give them the points in that same Blair Witch way of like building up you know, some sort of online presence for their movie. But it was just so poorly done, I didn't even finish it. I was just like, I, I'm just, the longer it kept going, I'm like, I don't, even if this has the most insanely great ending, which it definitely wasn't going to, I literally turned it off probably 15 minutes before the movie. Did. But everything was just, it kept annoying me and annoying me more. And I hated, like, the two guys who are in it are actors in it too. They play themselves in this movie. And, like, they start off okay, but by the end of it, their acting is so bad and so unbelievable. I was just like, dude, I'd rather watch Death Metal uh, Zombies again. Um, <laughs> That's but, a lot. Yeah, exactly. So that was a bummer. Uh, so the third movie I watched was. Uh, uh, Random Acts of Violence. Now, it is based off of a comic. Um, I am aware of co the comic. I never read it, but I actually really dislike... So it's this guy, Jimmy Palmiotti, and some... I always forget. Justin Gray. Uh, Jimmy Palmiotti started... Basically, he was like... There's this guy named Joe Quesada who was just a comic book artist, but who somehow ended up being like the uh, the um, the editor-in-chief of Marvel and then the creative director of Marvel. But Jimmy Palmiotti was the guy who inked his stuff and was basically just his New Jersey best friend bro who was an inker uh, who ended up starting to write comics. But the problem is he was a shitty... He's a shitty writer. He's never written anything good. And, like, so when I heard about this comic, I was like, oh, well, I hate, I hate Palmiotti and Gray. I hate their writing, so I'm not going to read it. But when I saw the movie, I was like, well, I'll, I'll see it. Maybe it's interesting. Um... First off, the name of the character he creates is called Slasher Man, which I, I saw my own past when my eyes rolled in my brain so hard. I was like, that's so corny. Also, and this is going to be a reoccurring theme in another movie I mentioned, but it has one of my giant pet peeves, which is, look at this really successful, amazing comic book with this really shitty amateur artwork that they probably hired some 16-year-old kid. To, the artwork in this comic was so fucking bad. It was so clearly badly, like like light box and trace and it was just everything was ugly the font of it was so amateur i that alone was pissing me off but um 
and the actors in it are pretty good actors. The kid, the um, the guy, the main who plays, like he's a good actor. I've seen, you know, he's yeah. good in the yeah. Jesse Williams, he was here. Yeah, he was in Cabin in the Woods, and yeah, yeah. Like I said, he's good, but in this movie, like, and his character's so like all the weird, like he's trying to defend, like basically, like. <clears throat> all of his like moral points were nobody would make that point like well you well, serial killers just because they do things other people it's like what the well so here's here's like here's what's my biggest my biggest objection number one I, I don't know what it is so maybe it's just time maybe it's just age but like I remember the Jordania Brewster from like the faculty and like Fast and Furious like and so to see her now number one I super thin and i'm not like picking on appearance but like they're just something about like her teeth like they're just they seem, <laughs> like steve buscemi size big and uh so that bothered me but my biggest thing was he creates this comic which like leads to violence it's about a real serial killer it was never caught the victim's family and yada 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 and she gets mad at him yet she's on this road trip with him to write about that serial killer like yeah. how are you not you know like i was like your no, moral point, point is that so ever talks about the her whole point is like nobody ever talks about the victims and i'm like uh every single book i've ever read about serial like, killers the victims. About the victims. Yeah. yeah like like i was like but like you're still you're still like propagating on the same stuff and same materials right like but it's it, it drove me nuts because like at one moment she they're like having this conversation about like Oh, I gotta support your book. And then after one of the murders, she's like, How do you, "This is your fault. You did all this." And I'm like, "What? What? What, what the fuck happened?" It's so like, bad. And the thing is, it's such an edge lord premise that it would be hard to make a good movie out of it, anyways. But I'm sorry, and I like Jay Purcell as a like I said, he I, you know he's a likable enough you know yeah, funny guy. You see, he's, you know, a good God, like Rogan sidekick. It was so heavy handed and like yeah. it was just like trying to do all this cool shit visually that was just falling flat. And the guy that got to play killer was so bad, like right. It was I just bad. Gotta... And again, there's a whole sequence when talking about stupid sequences he's like stabbing that person in the front seat and the two girls in the back are all three girls i think it was a, it was a car full of people yeah. that, like they're just sitting in the car going ah get open and run you morons or you have the main characters are literally in a running car watching it just run that dude over it, it, dude it was, yeah. about it was so goddamn I just, dumb yeah i uh talk about where i hate it <laughs> yeah i just i i couldn't get it i couldn't get behind it and, and the thing like the thing i really never understood was that uh that Jesse Williams character like was this big significant part of this killer's like backstory but he's remembering of it. You don't remember any of that? You don't have any parents? Like you weren't you like you you weren't that young. Like you wouldn't remember a single thing about that and the fact that your whole life revolved around writing about the same murder and what you like I like I get post marriage trust like you block stuff out, but like you're gonna block out that much shit, like <laughs> in your life. And they even, just, the thing is, again, yeah. they didn't explain like it was like hidden trauma or whatever. It just they just yeah, yeah. it's bad. Yeah. It's a bad movie. If you listen to this, yeah. don't watch it. Uh, Jay Rochelle, yeah. I'm sorry, but don't stop directing. Yeah. Sorry, hey, you, you know what? They can't. It can't all be tens, Jay. That's all I'm saying. It can't all be tens, and uh, just you know, try again. Maybe, I mean you. You went to heaven and this is the end. Like maybe, uh, maybe a sequel to that. Like what what happens in heaven with Seth Rogen? You smoke a lot of weed. Where's Danny McBride these days um, mm-hmm. on Earth? I'd like to know all that stuff. Um, but yeah, please stay away from this. I, I was just yeah, I was bitterly disappointed. 
Yeah, because I read about it a while back. Now, is is the comic like the comic is Slasher Man? That's what you were referring to, right? Like it's not. Well, yeah, I mean, the comic is called Random Acts of Violence, but it's the same thing. So in the comic, the comic character's name is Slasher Man, which is dumb as fuck. Um, Gotcha. And again, anyways, it doesn't. But so, but weirdly enough, that wasn't the most annoying movie I watched. so the I watched a pretty high profile. It's getting a lot of press, and I've actually seen some decent reviews on it, which blow my fucking mind. But I ended up watching uh, "We Summon Darkness." <laughs> so watched this. I, yeah, we talked about this not that long ago. Okay, so let me just explain something. I, if you know me, you know how what a fan I am of Alexandra Daddario. Uh, she can do no wrong, in my opinion. Uh, well, that was the case Except for this movie. And even the other, there's a blonde girl. There's so that's the main character. There's three girls. There's mm-hmm. a blonde girl who she's been in things. I don't know her name. I'm not recalling her name, but she was especially cute in this movie. So let me before I get into the movie itself, let me preface with two of my biggest pet peeves in the film. Number one is when people do the like period specifically to the 80s and 90s and really fuck it up when like. This movie is supposed to take place, I think, in 1989 or 1990. It comes out right before, like, the Metallica's Black album is supposed to come out, like, next year. So I think it's 89 or 90 it's supposed to be. Uh, But I didn't know that. When the movie started, I just thought these were three modern girls because they dress and looked exactly like just three modern 20-year-old women. Uh, That's so, And that's throughout the whole movie. Even the car. I'm not an expert in cars at all. But they were used like they tried to use like period cars. But I'm pretty sure half the cars that were used were like '95, like nine, like mid '90s cars, yeah. and like even they couldn't. But so that's my big one of my biggest pet peeves is people who f- try to do '80s and fuck it up, like completely miss the mark. It will just immediately take me out of the movie. Number two are people are movies that fuck up the metal scene, where it's like really disingenuous and like du- it, like it feels fake or forced. And this movie has. Both. In fact, that's sort of the conceit of it, um, is that it's these three girls going off to see this really... I, it, the name of the band is so, like sa- uh, uh, Servants of Satan. It's one of the most d- stupidly generic band names ever. Ah. For a fucking metal band! <laughs> Anyways. But even up until this point, they, so they go to this concert, they're like seeing all these... like. They basically these three girls run across these three dudes who earlier drew like threw a beer onto their car and they start talking. Um, up and it was I was like forty five minutes into this movie before I'm like, wait, is this supposed to take place besides any time that's not now? Because none of these kids look like they're eighties um, <laughs> or super early nineties. But but so those are just pet peeves. That really doesn't speak to the quality of quality of the movie. So you have. Alexander Jarre is probably the most successful like actress in it, but then you also have uh, uh, Johnny Knoxville, who has a small role in it, a small but of important role. I won't do spoilers. I, I tried not to do spoilers, but the whole premise kind of... If, even though I saw it coming, and that was the other thing, is soon as it started, I was like, oh shit. I immediately knew where it was going. I knew exactly where it was going. I'm like, this is going to try to flip expectations isn't it it's going to subvert who, what you think is happening sure enough that was the case now i will say it does make this point about the religious right and especially of like the time period and like televangelists and there's a weird interesting play on that like you know like subverting like you know i don't know it's i'm not gonna get too political here but just basically sort of like it, it's a like a instead of the 
the I'm not again no spoilers. I don't want to spoil, but anyways, they do they they subvert some expectations to several aspects of the film. But goddamn, the movie is so dumb. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. And Algernon Dario, who's normally a pretty good actress, I mean, she's not fucking Meryl Streep, but I've never seen anything in there where I was like, oh, that was bad. Her, it's so bad. It's so forced. She's, it's dude. She overacts through the whole thing. Like, and the beginning is so different. Like, like before you sort of get to the, the main end of the first act when shit sort of like kind of reveals itself. No problem with the like acting, but after that, it just becomes a bad cartoon. Yeah. But it's also not even remotely scary. It's not scary. I will say this though. I will give the the film this. It had a couple of practical effects, practical violence effects, which I thought were actually really well done. At one point, <laughs> spoiler free, um, somebody gets stabbed in the throat, and, and then the throat like starts bleeding, and it's one of the most like I kept like, how did they do that? Because nowhere on this, it just didn't look like there could have been because it's on bare flesh, like a bare chest basically, and at no point does it look like a you know like. You can't really see like the blood bag or any like it looked. I, it was very well done. That's the yeah. only thing I'll give it. But even Johnny Knoxville, I was like, oh, that's cool. Johnny Knoxville is like, you know, just doing this like horror movie acting. He was so bad. It was so flat and wooden. Yeah, and just and, up and, and you know, like, and if and if you're watching, uh, and if you're watching this movie for Johnny Knoxville, don't because like he he's only in it for like. 10 minutes 10 minutes max. At, at, at maximum um with bad acting uh, yeah logan i i personally you know when i watched this movie i liked the trio of guys better oh, than oh, i did oh. oh yeah like the, i could not disagree more the the I, they were funny i mean i they were exactly the, what i thought they would be which is the dumb. fucking lead singer was first off he also looked like he was yeah. in like a grunge band not a late 80s metal band but he was <laughs> logan band. logan logan miller I guess I don't. I yeah. mean, it's, is it the shorter one? The shortest one? The lead singer guy with the like the do rag, not like the kind of heroic mullet kid. Uh, no, like yeah, the, the, blonde, the yeah the blonde one, like yeah, um, not the one that gets stabbed in the neck, but the other one that um, towards like the end, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's Logan Miller. So he was in, he's been in a few movies. Like uh, he was in Escape Room. Um, he oh, was, was in he? He, yeah, he he played uh, played the guy at the, the very oh. end. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wow. I yeah. Yeah. See, I liked yeah. him in other things. Yeah. Just in this, it wasn't his acting. It was the character was annoying. Yeah. And that, and again, I've, I've, ninety five percent of my friends are have been in bands. I all I know are like dudes in metal bands and dudes in punk bands, and there is a sort of thing for lead singers. And I, I, some of my best friends are sort of uh, guilty of being like kind of extra douchey. The lead singers are sort of extra douchey. But this kid just didn't seem even. I don't know. The, I. I didn't, it makes, and the fat, the chubby guy, he looked like, he looked like some, like, 2015 hipster, like, didn't even, I hate everything about the movie, yeah. I, it's so, it's making me mad <laughs> talking about it, like, don't fuck up my metal scenes, don't I, fuck up the 80s, but then also, also, just don't make a bad movie. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't great, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's more to say about that. I mean, just I, I, I did yeah. clean cleanse the palate. I watched uh, a bunch of like older horror. I've um, I hadn't seen it in a long, long time, but I rewatched uh, Peeping Tom, which is oh yeah, I saw you watching that the other day. Yeah, I, saw, I, like, I was I was I was okay. playing what is what what is James yes. watching on on Twitter on, or, on, uh, Instagram. on Instagram Instagram Wait, on the gram, and then time? it gives me ideas of what I need to watch. Uh, so so that's what uh, Derek was saying one time before you, you jumped on our our call 
uh, was that I always like, know. Gonna talk, I James is going to talk about this. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I always know what he's watching because he posted it on Instagram. <laughs> I liked it. I liked That's it. Totally fine. I, 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 pr- I appreciate it because it reminds me of stuff that I don't, I don't think to watch. And I'm like, oh, James, James is watching this. Nice. Like when you're watching, when you're, I think you're watching like Hasu one day. And, uh, and I was like, shit, I got to go. I got to watch that on HBO Max. Um, Which one? House. Hasu. Hasu, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And yeah, you were watching. I was like, "Shit, I'm gonna go watch it." It's on HBO Max, so I literally I, I, like turned Gabby it on. So I showed, it to her, showed it to Gabby, and she was like, "Why? How come you didn't tell me about this earlier?" I'm like, "I did. I, yeah. I have the T-shirt." And but yeah. uh, but then by the end of it, it's like I think that movie can really wear you out. Before we get in, get into our topic, which like we talked so much about this other stuff, um, <laughs> but um, do you know this movie, a Japanese movie called? Uh, it's basically a killer anus. Yes. Um, uh, the. Uh, uh, the um, talking about the one with the girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the one where they, they, she got a face on her ass, like yeah, the rectuma. Killed him. Rectum damn near killed him. But oh, I see a rectuma. Uh, killer. I'm gonna type in killer butthole movie. Killer. Butthole. You'll find a lot. Surprisingly, there's so many there's, movies that take place. There's butt boy. Well, butt well, boy, like, yeah. The newer like art film of the dude yeah. that sucks things through his butt. Bad yeah. Milo. It's, Let's see. Yeah, Bad Milo is about a killer polyp. Yeah, um, that's actually yeah. really. That's a funny movie. That's a good movie. I like. I like that movie. Yeah. Uh, is it? Uh, no, that's Zathura. No, that's not. I, I just saw a clip of it the other day, and I was like, "What am I? What am I watching?" Yeah. Well, it's like I say. I saw it online it, it, where it's like, "Oh, this is like a like a breath mint commercial, or whatever." But um, it's like a. I mean, there it was. I think I believe it was a joke, but yeah, the uh, uh, which is funny because like so many of those, like um, you know, uh, Tokyo Gorpley, like all that. There's that whole subgenre of like basically like lowbrow Japanese horror movies. There's like a lot. Uh, there's a, a term, and I'm not blanking the term, but so I mean, it definitely is a believable. But I mean, I don't know what, if it's. I've never seen it, and I don't know the name of it. But well, I think you know. So yeah. Kind of getting into the topic we were going to talk about a little bit is uh, like movies, movies that are like based on a true story. So I think like the, the Red Mac of Violence, right? That that is kind of like a good segue into that, right? Because it's kind of loosely, not the killers all loosely based on a true person. Maybe they are, but um, it, it occurred to me the other day that every time I see like a something that's allegedly a scary movie, I always say like based on based on true events. Like I've never really ever found a movie to really be truly like, like corely based on like based on true events. So I sort of just started doing digging to see like what movies do people like say are based on like true events, and you know I couldn't really find any that were really like short of like the biopics. Like, and I'm gonna I leave them out of it. Like the yeah. the Dahmers and the Gacy's and exactly. like exactly like and I want you to see like I mean obviously Bundy like the exactly the Zach Efron movie like. Wicked, Violent Evil, um, that just came out. Obviously, it's about Ted Bundy as well. Um, but like things like, like weirdly enough, like Poltergeist is supposed to be based on a true event, like Amityville, like The Conjuring. Like I know The Conjuring yeah. just because has the Warrens in it, but um, I want to get your opinion on that because that actually is kind of a pet peeve of mine. Um, to, when people like highlight it as like when they say like psycho is based on like ed Gien. it's like so far from ed Gien, Dude, like well that's the thing it's totally possible except for somebody who's infatuated with their mother like that's really yeah. it and happens to then kill a, a women or whatever but yeah so it's funny that you say that because 
uh, there's for me there's three categories of quote unquote based on true story horror. There is slightly based on a true story. There is sort of based on a true story, and then there's barely based on a true story. There is no true, like, the closest would be something maybe like um, Wolf's Creek or something that where it's like the a lot of the facts are there or like a, a lot of the overall context is there, but then they Hollywoodized it or, you know, sort of enlarged all of the details. But the majority, first off, right off the bat, um, so first of the very first one I ever, as a kid, remember being like based on a true story and where it was like sort of part of the mythology was the, it was Amityville. I still remember being a little kid and seeing it on TV and being like based on true story. I'm like, this really happened. But first of all, let me just right away, get off the, right off the bat and say, so if your movie is quote unquote based on a true story and it features ghosts of the supernatural, I don't believe you. <laughs> like it just, I mean, ah. sure. Like. I, I mean, good for you. I'm sure you believe it happened or whatever, but like, I'll take that with a grain of salt. Then you have the ones that are like, quote unquote, based off a true story. Like, you'll see like BuzzFeed articles, like, did you know this is based off a, do you know Child's Play is based off of a true story? And then you're like, actually f read the story and you're like, no, it wasn't. It's like, first off, either this dude is a liar, but even the concept is stupid. Well, I mean, it's like you, well, those movies, like you, and then that kind of goes back to like, oh, it's like based on like, Annabelle, or like based on the 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 doll Robert, who is also you know supposed to be like a possessed doll and um and, and whatnot. So I yeah I I agree with you. Like I think like the, those ones drive me nuts because it's like there are about twenty stories that it's like could be based off of that like kind of fall into that supernatural bucket. But yeah, Charles Man is like there's no Charles Lee Ray that's possessing a Chucky doll, <laughs> you know exactly. Like, I mean, like, it's like Nightmare on Elm Street. It's like, you know, um, based on a true story. It's like some dude so, died in, from a nightmare. Like, it's not the same so, thing. Like, so funny story with that. So I, funny, we talked, we talked about the internet. This is, this is also what I thought of. Um, there was this huge online battle, like on Facebook and like one of this horror movie forums. And it's this one person saying that like, oh, did you know, and you've probably seen these, James, like, do you know that Freddy Krueger was a real serial killer in, like, the 1800s? Like, here's a picture of him, and it's, like, this guy walking by a bunch of kids with, like, a fedora and, and a slicker on. It's like, no, like, you, even Wes Craven himself said that the only basis of Freddy Krueger was, like, a scare he had as a child of a guy that he looked out his window when his mother was working, they lived on, like, a brownstone, and he looked down in the alley, there's a guy creepily staring up at him that had a fedora, and that's what reminded him of like Freddy. But not a real person. But I kid you not, like it, you say that, but then like people come back and be like, "No, it's real. It's real, dude. Like it's here's there's all types of facts. Like your Wikipedia article does not make that the true statement, like at all. Like that is not a factual like news source that you should be using to, to argument. But it's just too funny that people people truly believe. I think that's like where a lot of this comes from. Is like people truly believe that uh, that a lot of these things exist. Like nothing factually backing them whatsoever. Whatsoever. So like, yeah, to your point, like Nightmare on Street. Yes, like there was a kid who had nightmares and he died. You know, but he was also drinking. You know what they don't say in that story is he was drinking copious amounts of like caffeine to stay awake. Um, to the point where like they found a coffee pot like plugged in and like running in his closet that he had hidden like from his family like he'd been for days and like drinking large amounts of caffeine that would kill anybody like absolutely and the thing is you can yeah. die quicker from not sleeping than you can from not eating or drinking yeah um yeah. 
So I'm kind of like kind of a side path to this story. So I watch a lot of, um, or I used to. I watch a lot of these like sort of YouTube horror channels, like um, uh, Lazy Masquerade and Mr. Nightmare and these things. And it's so fucking infuriating that all these videos are like you know ten horrifying true stories. And look, just because some dipshit said it, this happened to him on Reddit doesn't make it a true story. People have zero bullshit filters. I love. I mean, I'm, I know a lot of time, like the the people, like the people who host those channels, the people who run those channels, uh, know that like they're so probably bullshit, baby. but they want those clicks and they want the you know they want the views and stuff. But the <laughs> the fucking people were like, oh yeah, it's like these like real bullshit stories with these giant like logical gaps of like. Like, you know, uh, uh, and it's always like my friend was almost abducted. My friend was almost murdered. My friend was almost possessed. It's like, yeah. It, I, I like that. Sometimes I like He was, he was the, thinking uh, about it, but he decided, like, no, I wasn't going to be possessed, bro. There's, I like the, I like the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the actual narrators. They're usually like number seven when it exactly. comes <laughs> when yeah. it comes so, to Jimmy Richardson. He was almost abducted, <laughs> dude. Tank, you're do so for my, my one of my birthdays. We went up to uh, this camp in the San Bernardino Mountains. Uh, it's basically where all these different cabins are themed. So one is actually a John Waters cabin. One is like a kitschy Christmas cabin. We stayed in the Twin Peaks. The Twin Peaks one is like one of the that's the Black Lodge. It's one of the it's actually the biggest cabin. Uh-huh. So, you know, um, we went up there for me and my twin brother and, and our significant others at the time. We went um, and uh, we were going to go up there for our birthday, celebrate our big birthday. Um, uh, but it was during winter. And the very first day on, on my actual birthday, I landed and fractured my ankle on black ice. So basically, like, we couldn't do anything. So we were just, like, stuck in our hotel room or in our cabin, which was cool. It was like, literally like everything was twin peaks themed but we ended up watching all of these like videos like that like <laughs> and there's one guy and you were doing it exactly this like weird like number seven like it's got this weird like and then yeah. the ghost killed the girl and now, it was now we can't we, verify if this is actually a real story or not but it's still crazy to think about Wow! Exactly. <laughs> You're That's doing perfect. it exactly. You just, you I, this one. You on. secretly the guy. You secretly the guy. Hold on. Uh, I, I know I'm secretly him. Uh, no, actually, um, oh God, what's his fucking name? I'm, I'm, let me look it up because it's an actual guy. I know. Uh, uh, he, I, I does he? Yeah, because I watch one. On, I watch one on the. It's a, like called the Ter- Terrifier, and um, they they do like top. They do a ton of like top tie top ten scariest ghost moments caught on cctv uh-huh. and the guy's the same way i think his name is chills if i'm not mistaken uh i, I think i call it like top 10 yeah and then there's like mr yeah. mr nightmare or whatever there's lazy masquerade there's a ton of them lazy masquerade like this british dude and i actually find his nothing can voice a little annoying but uh you know he's one he's at least one of the better ones but um yeah but it, uh, it's actually his, his name is actually chills uh, on YouTube, is it chills? Yeah, chills. Dude, that that fucking voice is exact. Even like I said, it's something to think about. Like, oh, yeah. it's like <laughs> doing that voice for like the next like month. But um, but so yeah, so weird side tangent, which is people's gullibility. And I do feel like somehow the horror community is filled with sometimes extra people are a little bit extra gullible. Well, I mean, um, I think there's a lot of people that want to believe that there's like you know something yeah. else besides because their lives so boring, you know. I, Believe too, but I also, you know, yeah, have a brain. I get it. Your brain, just have yeah. deductive reasoning. 
Yeah, I mean, I and I'm okay if, like, you believe, like, in, you know, you could believe in, like, a lot of different things, right? Like that. But, yeah, I think, like, people get so roped in in the idea that things are, like, true, like, when they're really not, even though all the evidence points to the fact that it's it's not true. And, and I would see it, too, with, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's always another big one, too, is, like, you know, because it says in the in there, like based on based on a true story. But you know, it's that poi, that's a tagline. Like, you yeah, know, like, but the thing not is, really based on it. like when, it, when, when it says a comedic joke, where they'll say like, I believe in that what uh, Nightmare or um, uh, Return of the Living Dead has uh, based on a true story, doesn't it? Or is it? Yeah, yeah. Well, because yeah, because yeah. they well they they talk about it. They said, oh, like. It, when they're talking about like before they go in the tracks and uh, uh, tank he says, "Oh, you ever seen Night of the Living Dead?" It's based on, yeah, a, true, true, yeah. it's based on a true story. He's like, "For yeah. sure." Yeah, but I mean, I mean, <laughs> you you can okay as a director, I think you could just have, or you know, as as the writer of, of the movie, you can be inspired by something and still say it's based off based off true events at that point, right? Because you your inspiration came from that. I think that's what um, the strangers did. The strangers based it off loosely off the Manson murders, you know, like. Well, you know, it's really I funny. Think it's so, a like, combination of things. Actually. Yeah, but um, you still see it. It still says based off true events. Which again is, like I said, yeah, I mean, it's nothing close we'll, to it. We'll use we'll use the probably the the one that's caused the most amount of films to be quote unquote based on a true story, and that's the Edgine murders, because um, you have obviously Psycho, you have obviously Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I think the most faithful. And they're, none of them are faithful, but uh, deranged. Is it deranged? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's deranged. I think it's deranged. But like, you have like all these movies based off of it. But like, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre features dude wearing like, you know, like none of it is truly faithful. But like, some of the movies have you know draw some inspiration from it. Um, but I, I think when it comes to like movies like, so the big two, the two you see most often are haunting movies like ghost movies and then the other mo- maybe even more prolific of, in the last few years is possession movies like there's so many of these possession movies which are quote-unquote yeah. based off a true story uh, and, and again, it's like the vatican ones it's usually like deliver us from evil or um you know ones where like there's a priest exorcism that like truly hidden by the vatican they'll never tell you about this Exactly. Well, my it's funny because Deliver Us from Evil is one of like my favorites because everybody's like, "Well, it was based off a cop. A cop. A cop said it was true. Cops don't lie." Yeah, exactly. Well, that's a whole. That's a whole. Very first time that the cop never lied. Yeah, but then you like look the guy up and you're like, "Oh, this guy's a piece of shit." He's like, he's first of he's kooky and like kind of like a he's like. Yeah, not the most like believable source for your true story. But I will say that, like, you know, um, when I was a kid, especially with, like, kind of, like, sl- more slasher-type movies, if they said based off of a true story, I would – I got a little extra, like, you know, jazzed up. I got a little bit like, oh, this is extra spooky, uh, you know. And, um, I like I said, like, Wolf Creek, I know, um, you know, I, 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 I'm pretty sure – I, I'd have to look this up, but I'm pretty sure it was based off of these these partner killers or these two different killers. Yeah, I did. Um, I did read that. But I think it's um, but again, like you know, that one's like at least believable because again, it's it's it feels real. First, it's a well made movie, but yeah. the movie feels like it's something that could have happened. So it's like makes it extra creepy. But you know, when you have dudes uh, with you know leather faces and chainsaws and yeah. like, I think it's hard like, too because like when you say like especially a slasher movie, right? Like when you say and an example of this would be like. 
reading about how like scream was inspired by a real murder but like when they say like what it was it was a guy that killed five co-eds in florida with a knife and i'm like do you know how many people stab each other in florida when yeah, i'm right. like that can be anybody that's the, that's, uh, the, that's, that's, the, the, that's the state pastime yeah. that, that's literally like the no, like the induction welcome to florida that, that, that. <laughs> yeah. no offense floridians yeah that's okay i mean hey you know what you got florida man for a reason that's all i'm saying like you know um, you know where you live. You know where you live. We're, nobody's making this shit up. Yeah. I was like, maybe if they said it would like to be placed in a retirement home, I'd more believe it a little bit more. But <laughs> um, but anyways, like, yeah. So I think like there's, there's so things. I mean, that's like seeing in a movie, like based on a true story. And then you watch the whole story. It's like, well, at one point the killer farted in the movie. And I definitely know he probably farted in real life. And therefore it's like based yep. on a true, like, like that's how loosely based a lot of these yeah. things are. And it's it's funny though because people think it as gospel, and I think that's even funnier to me. Um, it really got me. That's that's why I want to talk but, about it because it is it is a pet peeve of mine. Like, well, I mean, it's like you said you in the know. beginning though. Like, if if it was exactly like the movie, then it would just be a biopic. No, I mean, yeah. it, it, at that point. Uh, but I I I, I just think it, it like going back to what Jimothy was saying too. It's like I got extra excited. When I found out Strangers was based off of like a, a a true story, and then I got really let down when I found out that it was based off the Manson murder. It's like, okay, well, that's a lot of things. Like you were saying too, Derek. You know, like that's a lot of people. You know, like anything can yeah. be based off the Manson murders. Yeah. There's so a many weird person things. knocking at somebody's house and murdering exactly. them. Exactly. Like, I know, mean, literally, like we have an entire channel dedicated to that. It's called the ID channel. Like, I mean, <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry. Exactly. It's like. You know, yeah, but so, um, so yeah, so I mean, uh, I I just think at, at that point you're just you're just doing it for for the extra you know three that three maybe three million people that are gonna go see your movie just because it's solely you know it says based off a true story. Well, so I, it definitely goes back to like the William Castle days and then like you know the like almost like Carnival Burker type esque ways to get people to see your movie like signing death or uh, uh uh you know um, signing waivers that if you die of a heart attack in the movie you can't sue the theater and, like all those <laughs> yeah. kind of things like people you, are you know, passing out in the aisles <laughs> exactly so you know having ambulances out front with nurses like yeah. you know you need to. There was a time before the internet, before internet YouTube movie reviewers, uh, you need people to get come see your movie. And I mean, obviously, like I said, even as a kid, even in the uh, 80s, like if somebody said like, oh, did you know this movie's based off a true story? I was like, I didn't. But now I need to watch it extra more because like, you know, it just adds a little bit. There's that extra element like of, uh, of, uh, you know, almost like like taboo to it. So there's a there's a new movie, new thriller coming out that's based on a true True story too. Oh. Um, it is called, and I'm not joking when I say this. It is called the Karen movie. The Karen movie? Yes, it, it is about the the, the Karen movie. Stereo, the stereo, the stereotypal of Karens. Yes. <laughs> and apparently, uh, yes. it is. It's supposed to be about uh, a terror manning is uh, attached. Orange is new black. Is attached to play Karen, wow. uh, who is a uh, plays a kind of racist, outspoken yes. neighbor yes. neighbor to a uh, to an African American family that moves in next door that are prompt supporters of Black Lives Matter, and it is a psychological thriller. Jesus. And I'm like, isn't it like Get Out Light? Oh. <laughs> it's, it's like Get Out. 
real fast. <laughs> real fast. <laughs> dude, what a terrible name, though, dude. Yeah. Oh man. I was like, oh man. I'm like, there's, there's gonna be, there's, there's gonna be such a shit show. <sighs> uh, but I, I read about that today, and there's a YouTube article on it, and uh, it made me laugh because I was like, oh, well, based on, based on kind of a true story. Um, I mean, the thing so. is, too, like, it's not that based on a true story has been around. I'm a, Hollywood did it. They did it with gangsters. They they did it with. You know, all kinds of like violent element. They did it with, I mean, even Glenn and Glenda, uh, you know, has those origins of being based off somebody who really existed and stuff and turned into an exploitative piece of shit. But uh, I will say that, you know, um, ultimately, like, all that matters is if your movie's good or not. It doesn't matter if it's based off of a true story. But, uh, you know, I think there is something like, again, watching the movie Zodiac, which isn't necessarily, it's not a horror movie, but it is a very tense thriller and lots of it. Um, But, you know, there's scenes in that movie which are work because cinematically Dave Fincher's a fucking genius and he can make it work. But there is that thing subtly when you're watching it where you're like, this, something like this really happened. And it makes you like, you know, extra like, you know, I, the, the sequence when the, um, I think it's the Zodiac second killing, even the first one is very visceral and scary, but just like the two kids at like the beach or like by the the lake and, you know, it was like when the Zodiac came out wearing his very infamous yeah. like outfit. But watching that in the theater, I'm like, there's a humanity that's being, I mean, it's just a brilliant scene and the way that the actors are playing it is a mixture of fear and almost sort of like, I don't really believe this is happening or they don't really, they're trying to, uh, they don't. They think they, there's a chance of getting out of this, and but there's just something extra creepy in that scene. Besides just how brilliantly it's done, because you, the back of your mind, subliminally is like this. Somebody really lived through this, and you can't. It yeah. just so if you know if you can make a great movie and somehow also manage to be sort of based off of facts. I mean, there's that extra layer of, uh, like I said, of, of tension that's there. So. I totally agree. I think it's a good point too, right? When you have a movie like Zodiac, and I think of like also the Summer of Sam. Uh, based on like Son of Sam, like obviously it's not entirely true, but I think there's an expectation going into it, like, okay, I know this is about the Zodiac, or I know this is about the Son of Sam murders, or you know things like that. Like, okay, it's not going to be a hundred percent, but like I can probably get behind that it is based on a, a, a real person. Um, it's just when you get that kind of a, a ambiguity of like based on a true story, uh, but like there's no just there's just no direct relation that pops in your mind like what that's connected to. So it just makes you wonder like what true story is this possibly connected to whatsoever. But I think you made a really valid point, uh, James, about the fact that like there is, there was a, that gimmick that I think people hold on to, to really get people. It, it's like, when you see a movie, like people have type like the scariest film on Netflix is Veronica or, wow. you know, or, uh, you know, that's was a atrium, you know, people it's cursed and, and don't yeah. laugh. That's um, a great example. That yeah. exactly. That's a great example. Yeah. You but, know, so I think now, people just get that hyped up, you know, but now that I'm really thinking about it, that, that only existed a horror like re- genre then. Right. Cause like there's plenty of other movies that are based off true stories that are not horror movies that actually like are very, very closely to the real story. Like the one I think about really quick is like, uh, the that one with Tom Hanks where he's like stuck in the uh, the terminal. Well, I think it's called the terminal. Yeah, and that's actually a true story, you know. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Is obviously, if it's a horror movie, you, you need that heightened level of reality. That's yeah. sort of. Uh, but again, like I said, the, Hollywood did it. They did it with gangsters in the forties. Where gangsters like New they York. really. But but even like yeah. it, like all time Hollywood would yeah. like even the original Scarface, not the one that everybody knows. Like, 
like they would take a real person, but then do embellish it to the point that it was ludicrous. Right. But people would be like, "Oh, that really happened." You're like, "Well, ten percent of this happened and right. stuff." Right. So, uh, but you know, it was like somebody in the headlines, so they wanted to get it. And again, it's just a it was just a cheap ploy to get people. So, in seats, so could but, you could you like could you do that with horror and actually pick like someone I don't know like. Uh, like Manson, like Charles Manson, and just totally redo it. Like kind of like, kind of like the way they did it in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, like could you do that as a horror and just add and make him even more of a shittier person? Sure. One. Well, I mean, there's no rules. Uh, I mean, it can make his artwork shittier. <laughs> okay. Um, what happened? Like, there? there's like, did I lose? Oh, there's okay. A, there's a ton of like, you know, you have like really disturbing movies that are genuinely really based off of uh like uh Salo or a thousand days of sodom like um there's this japanese one i can't remember um but it's basically like it was basically a japanese during wartime they basically were just torturing and performing all these all these experiments on people and it's really disturbing it's really violent amazing special effects i think it was filmed in either the late i think it was sometime in the 70s but um, it's really disturbing. Um, in fact, we may talk about it on a future episode. But um, but you have those movies that, like, like I said, like Sallow and these different movies, which are, are much more authentically based off of true stories. Um, even, you know, uh, movies like um, uh, uh, the, is the movie based off the Marquis de Sade and blanking on it. Anyways, um, there's a lot of movies that are like historically ac- very accurate and they're not technically quote unquote horror movies, but they're very disturbing, very horrific and very hard to watch. Um, but again, you know, those movies don't get the same sort of like teenage crowd and, and like young crowd that make the money that movies Butts like, you know, that what's that? Butts and seats. Exactly. Yeah. So you're always going to, yeah, I mean, those movies will always exist, but usually if they're done so well, they are considered more of an art house movie and less of a, yeah, I mean that's a thing. It's like you know, there's something really sort of special about horror as a as a genre because it's because we put it into this weird cinematic ghetto, this sort of cinematic like we hold it at like a lot of people, not horror fans, but generally that's held in such low regard that you can get away with all sorts of crazy stuff that you can do artistically that sort of stretch boundaries and kind of um, do do things in a different way and. A lot of times it's done in a really fun way and a really over the top silly way, especially like 80s horror and, and early 90s horror where it was very over the top and silly and fun and kind of with a comedic edge. But there's a lot of times when you can do something with horror that's really challenging, something that's a little bit more, um, you know, disturbing, a little bit more serious or whatever. But, uh, you know, um, there's I'm always like, you know. And that's the thing is I weird tangent, but I'll talk to horror fans and they, like they'll be adamant against a, a specific like, oh, I hate horror comedies or horror movies should never make you laugh or oh i hate you know highbrow uh, horror i hate movies that it's like dude like i love horror because of how much you can do with it how many different things you can do with it right. and when it comes to taking quote unquote based off a true story as if you you can take liberties all that matters and i just said this a while ago but all that matters is is it is it a good movie then that's really all that matters like it, did is it fun is it compelling do, do people enjoy it like but uh, I mean, it's definitely a thing, though. Like, it's every time I hear based off a true story, I'm like, yeah. Well, again, three. There's slightly, sorta, and barely based out of a true story. Like I said, if you're like this, this movie about this haunted house is based off a true story. I'm immediately just like, <laughs> not sure barely, barely. No, I agree. Yeah, I guess I guess the moral of the story is really nothing is ever really. I mean, ever anything can be really truly 
to some degree based on a true story, but is it always like a hundred percent? No, not really. Half the time it's barely even twenty five percent. So exactly. You know what I mean? Once, movie, once held a phone in a red bedroom based on a true story. Based on a true story. <laughs> I saw that one time. I knew my cousin's my cousin's brother's sister. There you go. Exactly. Was there in that hotel room. <laughs> exactly. I read it on Wikipedia. <laughs> good well, conversation well yeah a great great conversation today that hour flew um that that was uh that was a good one that was a good uh but yeah you know uh if you like today's episode and want to continue listening to our content feel free to follow us on spotify and on apple podcast giving us a five-star rating will give you good luck for the next 10 years or so we think. It- <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> uh, we really do appreciate you listening to us and, and continuing your support. Um, and to all our new listeners, uh, especially out there in Virginia, shout out Virginia. Thank you so much uh, for outdoing You're our all lovers. You're all lovers out there. Lovers yeah, Virginia is for lovers and for horror movies. So we appreciate you mm-hmm. very much. Uh, you know, beating out our Texas, our, our Texas uh, uh, demographic, and as uh, Jimothy jams out for Virginia, jam out for Virginia. There we go. That sounds like <laughs> like a that sounds that sounds like the band that opens up for Dave Matthews. You know, exactly. <laughs> jam, jam for Virginia. Coming um, out right after Crash. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, you know, thank you again for listening. Uh, and, and in all seriousness, thanks for you know following us on, on, on Spotify, giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast, and subscribing to us. Uh, please tell more people about this show. We are growing, and I love it, and I just want more people to see if uh, we can get them away from all this chaos that's going on. And if you're out there in, in the middle of it, please stay safe. Please remember stay to safe. continue to wear a mask. Um, and, yeah, we love you, and uh, we'll see you next time, guys. Peace. Peace. Peace.